Welcome to Project Give Back Connects, an extension of Project Give Back in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Give Back Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hi everyone, and welcome to Project Give Back Connects, Season 3, Episode 5. Project Give Back and Project Give Back Connects is all about embracing kindness. It's about educating youth about the importance of empathy, compassion, and community-mindedness. In a world where there is so much hate, we can learn so much from people who love. I watched that in action for 21 years. Our son Jacob couldn't see, but he felt you. And if you were kind, he loved you. Imagine if we didn't judge others by our own preconceived perception, perceptions. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Honestly, I just can't understand why there is so much hate. What can we do about this? Today's guests have some answers and some life experience about this extremely difficult yet important topic. Our first guest is Michael Levitt. He is the president and CEO of Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center, Canada's leading human rights organization devoted to Holocaust education and fighting anti-Semitism and other forms of racism. He's a regular columnist at the Toronto Star. He's interviewed frequently in the media on issues facing human rights, inclusion, discrimination, and hate. He was a two-term member of Parliament. He served as the chair of House of Commons Foreign Affairs Committee. He is a phenomenal individual, and he is here with us today. Boy, are we so lucky to have you. Welcome, Michael Levitt. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ellen. Um, it is great to be on here tonight um, with my fellow panelists uh, and speakers. Um, you know, when you invited me to do this a number of months ago, I thought the topic might be hockey or music or something light, but it's not, but it's important. And I would suggest um, that how to combat hate, stand up and make positive change is a critical lesson um, for everybody watching here today um, because we live in a world with so many um, confusing messages. It's a very complicated time, especially for our youth. What I want to do in the short time that I have uh, to speak at the beginning is really uh, to quote two Holocaust survivors and to connect the dots a little bit on why the Holocaust and the lessons of the Holocaust are so critical today. The first survivor that I want to mention um, 
is the individual who um, my organization, the organization I work for is named for, and that's Simon Wiesenthal. And Simon Wiesenthal was a, a teenager when he was sent to the concentration camps with his family. Um, he went through hard labor. He went through unimaginable suffering. Um, 89 members of Simon's family perished in the Holocaust. But he didn't give up. He made it his life lesson to seek justice for every single one of the victims of the Holocaust. So he committed his life to working around the globe to track down former Nazis and make sure that they were being prosecuted for their crimes. He just felt that it was absolutely pivotal that justice happens for those who lost their lives, for the Jews and others who lost their lives at the hands of the Nazis. But he had a quote, and it's a quote that we live by every day at the Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center. And that quote was this, freedom is not a gift from heaven. You have to fight for it every day. And I'm going to come back to why that's relevant in a second. The second individual I want to mention is Max Eisen of Blessed Memory. And Max Eisen will be known by so many of the students watching us here today, and certainly the people with us here this evening, because Max was a person who committed his later years to spreading a message of love, spreading a message of activism, making sure that his story and the story of, again, his entire family who perished was not going to go to waste, that it was going to inspire. And I think the most amazing thing about Max was there was no bitterness. There was no anger. And that's a common thread in so many of the Holocaust survivors that I get to work with all the time. They're not angry or bitter. They want to make sure that the lessons of the Holocaust are understood and can inspire our young people today. Max had a very simple closing to every session that he did. He would tell classes, he would tell kids to be upstanders, not bystanders. When you see something, when you see hate targeting you or a fellow student or your friends, say something. Have the confidence and the courage to be able to go to people around you. We live in, as I said at the beginning, a complicated time. I want to particularly point out as a case study the impact of social media and how confusing so many of the messages that we can receive off social media can be. And I don't think we have to look much further than the recent examples of Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, two, two iconic figures in sports and entertainment who absolutely shamed themselves and created a situation where they allowed their words to cause pain for other people. Their words had an impact, an even greater impact because of the reach of their social media accounts. And I know that can be confusing to many of the people watching us here today because they would have um, certainly held those individuals in high regard, loved their music, loved their basketball skills. What do you do at a time like that? Well, it's important to be able to discuss if you've had a situation where somebody has come back to you with one of the quotes that Kanye has said, 
it's critical to be able to feel comfortable addressing, speaking out and talking to your friends um, or classmates or your parents about how you're feeling about it. And that's the message that both Max and Simon Wiesenthal gave to us. And that is that when evil prevails, when, when those negative messages are out there, we need to be able to look inside ourselves to find the strength to push back. But always know this, you're not alone. There's people in this world that love you and care about you. And it's always important to go to someone you trust, go to someone you feel will have your back, the same way that you would have one of your friends' backs, and make sure that you're always standing up for what is good and right. That's the way we'll make a difference. The best defense against evil is good people. Thank you. Wow. Michael, quick question. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Will you tell everyone about the tour of humanity, something that Simon Wiesenthal does, which is so amazing. And I don't think that, I think everyone should know about it. Can you tell us about it? Absolutely. Thank you for raising that, Ellen. Um, so the Tour for Humanity, there's actually two Tour for Humanities now, and they're mobile classrooms. They're big, big buses that are decked out on the inside like theaters for up to 30 students. Um, and those buses travel the province, and actually they're traveling to the East Coast uh, in March. And in the buses, we've got um, programming on the Holocaust, so Holocaust education, education on genocide, education on human rights. We've got 10 different um, programs that we can run in the bus on the video screens with an educator that goes with the bus, depending on the grade level. So when we go to a school, whether it's an elementary school, and I just went with Stephen Lecce, the Minister of Education, to an, to an elementary school in his uh, writing maybe three, four weeks ago, um, this, this, the bus goes there for the day and it does different presentations for the different grade levels. Same thing with high schools. And really, it allows us to be able to reach into communities well outside of Toronto, often where they haven't been exposed to issues of the Holocaust or the genocide in Rwanda or human rights abuses targeting the Uyghurs in China. And this really allows us to sort of get out on the road and make sure that every community in Canada, in Ontario, um, has access to these type of important messages because it's by learning and understanding the dark times that we can protect ourselves against that kind of hate. Thank you, Michael. Keep on trucking, my friend. Uh, just so proud of you and, and so proud to be your friend and what you're doing is life-changing. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Next up, we have another star. In fact, that's his name, Star Jackman. He is a determined and compassionate young man who has overcome obstacles in his life. Some of those he will share with us today. He uses his skills and passion for boxing to help others. He's a role model to many and known for his generosity and kindness. Welcome, Star. Hello, hello. My name's Star. All the children in my family are named with an S and I happen to get Star. Um, as a kid, I hated it. 
because kids used to make fun of me. And, uh, you know, when you're young, you think things like that matter. And then as you get older, you know, you realize that having something different is actually really, really important. Um, but that, you know, kind of set the course and trajectory of my life. Um, I come from a pretty big family. I'm Dutch and Guyanese, first generation Canadian. We have one of the largest families to actually go through the Children's Aid Society of Toronto. So I have 12 brothers, one sister, and then I actually have some half siblings. So there's 16 kids as a whole. So the first year of my life I actually spent, um, I was born in North York, ended up moving to Regent Park. Unfortunately, my parents couldn't take care of all of us. I ended up living with my grandparents um, up until I was uh, seven, just before my eighth birthday um, in Scarborough. And then by fortune, and I would presumably say, actually, I would say the grace of God, I ended up moving to um, a little place called Font Hill. It's in the Niagara region, Pelham. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's very small and it's much, much different than Toronto. Um, it's predominantly all white white people. Um, uh, my parents that did end up uh, taking me in down there, Steve and Noreen, they are white. They're um, German, actually, um, German and Dutch. But uh, yeah, it was my first venture into not the sea of different faces that you see in Toronto. And I ended up down there and I can remember thinking as a kid, this is different. This is strange. But at the same time, I could feel an abundance of love and knowing I was going in the right direction. So, you know, moving to a small town and having that freedom of being able to wander and meet new and different people was really exciting. But at the same time, it came with um, some difficulties. And some of those difficulties would be just bullying for being different, um, primarily because of the color of my skin. That was something that I had to deal with at a pretty young age. Um, when I was younger, it used to really bother me. And then as I got older and had a lot of, you know, good talks with my parents about it, I fully came to understand that, um, you know, usually the largest misunderstanding between two people or two parties is usually a lack of communication. So I challenged myself to not take everything personally, but view it more so from the standpoint of these people saying these things don't have enough information about me to be saying anything meaningful. I can allow it to hurt me or I can venture into the territory of why don't I actually introduce myself and allow you to get to know the real me, you know, on the surface of that, that is my skin. But beneath that, that is all of me and everything that my life has, you know, made me to be. So, you know, my family history, my grandparents and my parents that had taken me in. And I really started leaning into this idea that, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone says about you. It matters how you feel about yourself and how you identify with yourself. Um, growing up, I've always, I was always a very energetic child, a very hyper child. So I ended up becoming friends with a lot of people because of athletics. Um, still going into my teenage years, I would get a little bit of trouble from the racial stuff. Um, you know, kids, as they get older, become a little bit more physical. So I got into a couple physical altercations and my mom you know, was at a point where she said, you know, you can't hit everyone that has a problem with you. You can't fight everyone that says something mean to you. So even if you have an understanding that, you know, of who you are, there has to be a point where you have to let these things roll off your shoulders. So she actually ended up putting me into boxing, which, you know, from the outside looking in, I thought it was just fighting. 
you know, that's kind of what I hoped it was. Um, then I quickly learned that it's not, it's, um, you know, it's very, it mirrors life in the difficulties that you, uh, have to go through just getting to the gym every day after a long day of school training for two, three hours, five, six days a week, running, holding yourself to a higher level of accountability, doing all of those things while learning a skill set, and ultimately learning to trust yourself and learning to trust others and people who believe in you and see something in you and teach you that you can be more than what you are. Um, so through that, I ended up learning how to fight and fighting and uh, becoming an, a, a provincial champion for my weight category and going to nationals and fighting all around Canada. And that's something that I really understood in that moment that that was going to be a part of me forever. So boxing for me essentially changed the trajectory of my life. I would say it probably saved me because I could be this angry person that was going to respond with, you know, physical aggression every time someone said something to me or I would try and understand them more. And then also understand that just because people say things doesn't mean that that needs a reaction. Not everything needs a reaction. And from, from boxing, I understood that if I wanted things in life, whether they're from myself or ideas I had for myself, I needed to make commitments and I needed to let things go. And I had to understand the idea of mistakes don't make you because everything that you encounter is a lesson and a blessing. And then through that, I was seeking out whether it was, uh, you know, uh, an interaction with a person or a parent or an employer. There's a lesson in here. There's a blessing in here. And I started looking at, at my life from that standpoint. And uh, it really just changed everything. Then I really started to understand that in order to have this feeling of full control, I actually needed to let go, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Letting go to have more of an understanding of myself and my, my process of that was actually starting to coach and train kids who came from similar backgrounds um, as myself. And I really understood that in order to erect change in people and this, these ideas that people have about other people that aren't that educated and don't come from a place of confidence because maybe they're scared of something they don't understand, um, I could do that through boxing and through patience and through giving back to the community and bringing other people up because I believe a community is only as strong as, you know, the next crop of kids that are coming up and the next generation. And through all the difficulties that I had to endure, I could have a positive impact or I could lend an ear or I could help someone understand that it's not the end of the world to have a bad day or have someone be mean to you because it gets better. Nothing bad lasts forever. And, you know, I, I think everyone's here to do good and impact people positively. So I figured, you know, why not me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Star, thank you for sharing your story and your wisdom with us. I know you are changing lives and I know you will continue to change lives. Thank you for being you, Star. A true star that you will trying. <laughs> thank you all right everyone so it's time to just sit back and relax and enjoy a little serenade from Seth Zosky he's back he's a project give back favorite 
Uh, he is a triple threat, a singer, a dancer, a songwriter. Uh, he has just told us he is now a Juno-nominated songwriter. Seth, he's here. Welcome, Seth. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Ellen. Thank you, Michael, and thank you, Star, for sharing. That was lovely. Um, I, I wanted to come on here today and let everyone know that they are beautiful. And so I have a quick poem that I'm going to, sh that I wrote, that I'm going to share that will lead into the song Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Goes like this. Your beauty is yours and yours only, for it makes you unique. It is still there shining through and through, even when you are weak. Each and every one of us holds a special place in this thing we call life. You are loved, you are cherished. Don't listen to words that cut like a knife. Stay true to your heart, and that is where you are meant to be. No matter who you are, your beauty runs free. Every day is so wonderful And suddenly It's hard to breathe Now and then I get insecure From all the pain I'm so ashamed I am beautiful No matter what they say Words can't bring me down I am beautiful in every single way Yes, words can't bring me down Oh, no So don't you bring me down today All your friends, you're delirious, so consumed in all your doom. Trying hard to feel the emptiness, the peace is gone. It left the puzzle undone. Is that the way it is? You are beautiful, no matter what they say. No words can't bring you down, no. You are beautiful in every single way. Yes, words can't bring you down, oh, no. So don't you bring me down today, no matter what we do. With a song inside the tune, yeah. 
are beautiful no matter what they say no words can bring us down no we are beautiful in every single way yes words can't bring us down so don't you bring me down today Don't you bring me down today. Thank you. Thank you, Seth. Seth, you are beautiful in every way. For those of you who don't know Seth, for years and years and years, he would come over most Sundays to sing to our Jakey. He was one of Jakey's favorite people in the entire world. And we love you, Seth. Thank you. All right. Talk about beautiful. Our next guest, you met him last season because he was here with his mom and his sister and his brother. And they blew us away. His name is Cole Florence, and he has many lessons to teach us. He was assigned a project in school about anti-bullying, and he's here to share it with us today. Thank you for being here, Coley. Thank you so much for having Ellen. As you heard, my name is Cole Florence, and I had a project to do at school, so here it is. Bully is a huge problem in schools and online and needs to be stopped. One out of every five students report being bullied. Yes, you heard that word. Bullying happens everywhere and can happen to anyone. The effects of bullying are very serious and include have an effect on your mental health, increased stress and anxiety, can cause depression and give you low self-esteem. If the bully goes too far, this can eventually to thoughts about suicide. If you are a victim of bullying, you have to tell someone. If you report it to an adult, like your parent, teacher, or the principal, you can prevent bullying from happening. We all need to do our part to help stop this. Thank you. Coley, you you are a superstar, my friend. By the way, follow Cole. He is an awesome YouTuber and movie reviewer, especially Marvel movies, right, Coley? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. So everyone, 
I want to thank you all so much. And I want to especially thank our special guests for being here today. Please share this episode with anyone who might love today's messages. Such an important episode. Each week, I end with the same message. Somehow today, it even seems more important. As always, my message to you is let's be kind to one another. Let's embrace one another. Let's learn from one another. And from today, let's stand up for one another. Thank you, everyone. Today, open your heart today.